Shut up, I love it. Sasha, I messed up this episode. I, mm-hmm. I forgot the mic. Okay. Is it the one who plays basketball or the one who sang black and white? Okay. Shut up, I love it. I'm Joe Cabello. It's black or white, isn't it? It's always it always is, really. I don't know. And who oh, are Fifty you? Shades of Grey. I'm Sasha Feiler. <laughs> this is Shut Up I Love It, a podcast where we invite a special guest to talk about something forgotten misunderstood uh, unloved underloved misrepresented can't well we, we haven't done a canceled episode we haven't done yet. it yet but i just kind of <laughs> want to get people's blood going keep teasing people about that who is joining us today in the studio joe all right we've got a hilarious writer and comedian who's written for tv stage and probably just about anything that's comedy stephanie streisand welcome to the show Hey, thanks for having me. Welcome. Yeah, we're so happy to have you here. And, you know, I think I kind of made everybody laugh in huge ways at the beginning of yes. the show. But I think some of the mics cut out the laughter just because of noise cancellation. And I think it's kind of related to what we're talking about here today, isn't it? it no. Michael jokes? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just jokes about Michael. That's what Yeah, that's the topic. What's your favorite joke about a Michael? Uh They're pretty common. It's like knock knock jokes, Michael jokes. Oh yeah? What's yeah. what's another one of yours? Uh he saw sh- <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to be helping you. I'm I'm going to let I'm going to let you drown Sasha, in your I own. broke the, I for, I forgot the mic. Um, is it M- Mike who? Is it the mic? <laughs> yeah, right. I can't do this. I physically and mentally can't do this. What are you here to talk about, Stephanie? Um, I, I'm here to talk about slapstick. Amazing. Slapstick. Now, One word or two. Yeah. yeah. Do you mean hockey? The, no, slapstick comedy. It's a style of comedy that's usually like physical. It's very silly, very exaggerated humor. Amazing. I love it. You do. I'm glad you love it because you need to or else we will fail. (laughs) (laughs) And we'll find out out how much you love it towards the end of the episode. But for now, just tell us, why do you think, Stephanie, this is an appropriate topic for Shut Up, I Love It? What's the deal with slapstick comedy out there? Well, um, I think it's a good topic for Shut Up, I Love It. Because today I'm a guest on your podcast and That's I could go on and start. on to the point where you're like, Stephanie, uh, and then I go like, shut up. I love it. Let me tell you why. So right. that's, yeah. That's, that's a, a good, good enough reason. And I, reason. I will say you are 100% right in that reasoning because a little behind the curtains for the show is we'll usually ask the guests to uh, have us watch either the movie they talk about, a couple episodes of TV, maybe some clips. If it's a broader topic, and Stephanie brought us so much content to watch, <laughs> she suggested so many things um, that I was so excited. Yeah, I, it was really good. I was like, "Oh wow, this is awesome!" Like, uh, probably a list of twelve movies and TV shows. Really, I didn't see that. I was all 
only told to watch a clip from Hell's a Popping. Well, I sent you like 12 to 18 screenshots. I, I received from our only three. Because <laughs> it was a lot. I misread. I misread the no, it was, question. It was good. It was a lot of great stuff uh, to dive into. And I think, if anything, it just proved you do love it because you pretty Couldn't much sent me all that stuff immediately. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> and then you kept doing it um, and kind of ruined my one year anniversary weekend with my wife. I was like, I got to dig through the slapstick stuff, honey. And it didn't sorry. make it better. It, you wish it would, but uh, I do. She kept poking me in the eyes and, you know, flicking my nose when I looked down at the stain on my shirt throughout the weekend. <laughs> Obviously, I'm well versed in slapstick. But yes, you are an expert in my eyes. Cool. Thank you. I'll take it. So it seems like slapstick maybe is a niche type of comedy, or do you think it's a little bit kind of had its heyday back? I I think that there's, uh, I think slapstick, of course, still exists, but there's less and less of it in modern day comedies because uh, in live action, those types of jokes cost a lot of money. Mm -hmm. Then like, you know, just saying like a, a butt joke or like an embarrassing joke, like just, uh, it, it, like, um, like in top secret, they have like, there's a joke where the train pulls away, but you realize that the train didn't pull away. It's just the station that pulled away Mm -hmm. like that. That costs money. That was a day. It was a day of shooting. Five second joke. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that is so true. I wrote a stage play that was kind of slapsticky with a couple friends, and it was awful because most of the jokes, it was like, okay, that's a very little joke, but it's taking all of our effort to even mm-hmm. attempt to pull it off, and yeah. nobody's laughing at it. But uh, can you give us maybe some slapstick uh, like points throughout history of stuff? Um, I mean, in America... Uh, I would I would first point to vaudeville. A lot of vaudeville comics came uh, uh, through. Uh, a lot of slapstick came through vaudeville. A lot of slapping and uh, you know uh, dancing jokes and just things that required immense amount of talent and um, and then that made its way to film uh, and and then radio came before tv so what's interesting is sla- radio slapstick since you can't see anything there's a lot of uh descriptions so that you can get the slapstick going on and there's a lot of um a lot of pressure on the the person doing sound for those comedy radio shows it's like hitting a big button that says pots and pans breaking and falling yeah and just like just hitting that just like, and just like all the shit that they have to do or like wow you sure do look like you came out to this costume party looking like a baby and then they just describe mm-hmm. what it looks like and you just hear these noises as like they're pretending to walk around and stuff um and then uh what television there's i love lucy and television oh did you want specifics no, this is yeah, this, this is this is good, but yeah, specifics too. Just for people who are like, I think I know what you're talking about, but you know, what is it exactly? Yeah, so um, it, it 
a, a go-to example is like three stooges, you know, uh, they hit each other. They, uh, they hide from, uh, you know, uh, uh, they hit each other. They pie each other in the face. Uh, the falls. they do physical comedy that you wouldn't, that you can't do in real life, uh, kind of stunt work or, Charlie Chaplin's another one, or Buster Keaton uh, for silent films. Uh, the Little Rascals, like Our Gang, they did a ton of slapstick uh, with those kids um, uh, and animals. <laughs> um, and uh, then there's, uh, with, uh, like I said, with television, I Love Lucy, uh, that was most famous for its slapstick. Uh, she was very famous for it. Um, and yeah what about uh, in recent memory i mean are we getting into like oh, the ba yeah let's get there now baskets I mean, right used a bunch of that um last man on earth i think had a ton of slapstick uh set pieces if not entirely being slapstick genre but this famously showed that it was difficult to shoot especially the pilot had just angie so amazing i mean angie tribeca angie tribeca's classic also. yeah yeah because angie but tribeca's just police squad but a, mm -hmm. a female mm -hmm. um, and police squad was a, a television show that uh, uh, ha only had six episodes and then became the naked gun franchise. You um, know, it was so uh, I, maybe it was on my mind, but this weekend uh, I was just like throwing on a movie while I was doing some, some bullshit and I threw on, um, Oh God, what is the, it's the, uh, Leslie Nielsen parody of the Harrison Ford movie, um, Under Investigation, or oh. which is not a great one. It's not Under Investigation, but it's oh, I forget what it's what it is. But um, I was watching that, and then just like, oh, this is exactly on theme with what we're doing. It's exactly this whole thing. I should look what look what that is instead of floundering about it. Yeah. It, Yes, you should. Uh, is it wrongfully accused? Wrongfully accused. That mm. is it. Basically, um, if Leslie Nielsen is in it. It's a slapstick movie. It's right? like The Fugitive, but slapstick. Yeah. <laughs> There's um, and I would say most slapstick today you'll see in cartoons mm -hmm. because mm. that's it costs the same amount of money to have talking heads. Or... I mean, yes and no, but but yeah, it's like you, you know, hire the if, if you. Artist. If you make a character do a crazy stunt instead of walking from here to there, it's the character's still moving. You're still paying for the same amount of frames. Would you say, Stephanie, they're here to dis uh, to uh, defend or sh uh, shed shine light on slapstick comedy, sort of as it's you can find sprinkles of it in other forms of comedy, or specific specifically just the pieces that are uniquely that like so like angie uh, trebecca I mean, obviously is very much uh right, slapstick but then slapstick. but then like trial and error if anybody remembers that hilarious uh show or last man on earth it just has like set pieces that are very much exaggerated physical comedy and pratfalls i mean so, there's an yeah. there's that episode uh with the like of um bill Hader's show uh um, barry barry with like the the little girl who's a fighter, yeah, mm -hmm. that's a that's a big slapstick episode. Mm -hmm. um, I I would say you know Tommy Boy is slapstick. Like 
uh, Chris Farley did a lot of physical comedy yeah. and slapstick. Um, Adam Sandler does a lot of physical comedy slapstick. Jack Black. It's it's um, it, it's it's uh, a lot of co- little, 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 little. sorry um, a lot of sorry <laughs> a lot of comedies have slapstick within it but then there are comedies that are just straight up slapstick through mm. and through which is like um, uh, 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 Zaz uh, which is the Zucker Brothers and, and mm-hmm. uh, those comedies then there's like uh, Trey Parker and Matt Stone comedies that are straight up slapstick, whether it's South Park or any of their live action or Team America, that's all slapstick. Um, and then before that, which is the assignment that I gave you, I guess, I sent uh, two clips from Hell's a Poppin' to be like, mm. here, really look at this, because I think they're kind of the... Uh, kind of the fathers of the type of slapstick comedy that I love. Um, so that's why I sent. Yeah, those, those were interesting clips. Uh, I mean, I tried to watch the whole movie. I ended up watching like two thirds of it just for the time reasons more than anything. Um, and immediately when I started started watching the movie, and Joe and I <laughs> always bring up our husband uh, my husband and his wife uh because they are like what is that litmus test with like the rest mm-hmm. of the world feels of stuff <laughs> yeah but he was uh, i told jay i was like you don't know this movie he's like no i'm like it has everything that is just like for you like you love buster keaton you're like you love old hollywood like it has all of it and yeah he got excited for a second uh and and he was like it's just so much going on. And that's, it's that's exactly, so much going it's, on. Every five seconds, something's going on. Yes. It's nonstop. It's in, yes, it's nonstop. And it was based on their Broadway show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't know about these two guys at all until the pandemic, John, Olsen and Johnson. Um, I was reading uh, one of my my hobbies instead of baking bread was reading uh, autobiographies by dead comedians. Hmm. And (laughs) dead specifically. uh, Very specific. But there are a lot of comedians who have passed. Um, And a lot of them are written when they were 80 or older and just didn't give a fuck anymore. So they just So they had a good run. They had a good run. You shouldn't feel too sad for them. Yeah. No. And uh George Burns was, uh, I read a lot of his books. He had a lot of them because he lived to be 100. So around like 80, somebody was like, you should write an autobiography. And then he's like, I guess I'll write one about my friends. I guess I'll write one about my wife now. I guess I'll write one about like, so one of his, his first book that I read was like 100 stories for 100 years or something like that. 100 years, 100 stories. And each story's short, and it's a short chapter, so you can just, like, read it at your leisure. But one of his stories was about going to this insane party where it was just, like, nonstop shit going on, and the party sounded so funny. And he said that it was hosted by Olsen and Johnson, who are, like, the kings of slapstick. And I never heard of them, so I looked that. It was, like, 
I got a recommendation from a dead guy <laughs> to go look into them. And I was like, oh, my God, I can't. Like some of the jokes in one of the clips I sent you, I was like, I, I feel like Zucker Brothers have stolen some of the jokes mm-hmm. or re- recycled them in new ways where you can't totally well, notice. I'm because they don't have to tie into the whole plot necessarily, right? That's the whole point about slapstick jokes. They're just standalone for the most part. Yes. And they had a Broadway show where it was literally there was no plot because Broadway shows back then were just variety shows, really. And their show ran for years. And supposedly it was like always different every night. So people kept coming back to see what the fuck it was because it was so insane and so funny. And Hollywood was like, we want you to do that for us. Mm -hmm. And then while they were filming and shooting and they had their original script, uh, the studios were like, what is I need? We need a plot. We need a love story. We need a this. And so, I mean, that's what you see at the beginning of the movie. Mm -hmm. But that was them commenting on the studios and just being really angry. (laughs) At the studios for trying to change it. Um, so, uh, yeah, I just, I, I mean, I just love them because it's like, it's not even s- like six jokes per page. It's like 20 jokes per page. Yeah, I love that so much. And it's something that can sometimes bother me with modern comedies and especially the era of the dramedy. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. We can kind of find ourselves in for the past 10, 15. It's like, you should be hitting so many jokes per minute and they don't all need to be great or even good. Like, let yourself just have a joke. Like, and I think there's a lot of preciousness that can occur where people are afraid to just have a joke. Yeah, this is like, there's so much, there's so many jokes going on at certain points in that movie in particular that I feel like it needs a second watch to see background jokes. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. like how not precious they were in a way. I um, wonder if uh, this angle that, you know, like slapstick required just like harder work, more rehearsals, uh, yeah. just more just cra- just better craft <laughs> performing. I mean, it's- they break so much shit. In, in the clip that I sent you, they blow up a car, do a rewind, and now the car's fine again, And mm-hmm. so, which means that they need two cars right off the bat. Yeah, just for sure. Just to do that joke. And then they bring in a horse, and then... So have, many like, animals. Z- it's so many animals. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> I could see so many discussions where you're like, all right, is the horse joke really funny enough for us to get a horse for this and a backup horse a backup horse for sure oh yeah 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 in case that tic-tac-toe board didn't come across (laughs) on that first um great joke um yeah so i just wonder if this is a symptom like of in general comedy becoming more lax as uh the time goes by and yeah like like you're saying joe dramedy like, I feel like a lot of people would argue and be like, well, dramedy is also like a great genre and there are like so many cool pilots and shows that are dramedy. But I tell Bethany you... Bethany's shaking her head. No, let me let me just say, so <laughs> I like, well, let me tell you this. I like love a good, a good, very good dramedy, like a handful of it. Like I love Rami. I, I think Rami is a fucking awesome show. But I can t- also tell you this. When um, I teach and I almost never talk about teaching... 
but when I teach TV writing and people write pilots in my class, it, almost everybody wants to write a dramedy. And a lot of times I know the place it comes from is because they're afraid they can't make the funny happen. So they're like, I'm just going to do dramedy because like the message behind it is that it's easier to do. And I think it is kind of true. So you can make, you can write a good dramedy, but it's fucking easier to write a dramedy, I think, than a really funny comedy. Uh, uh, there's for most no people. such thing as a dramedy. Ooh, I love uh, expand on that. Dramedy, a dramedy is just a drama. It's just a thirty-minute drama. I can't think of a single drama that exists that doesn't have some jokes in it to get mm -hmm. you through the sadness of a drama. Um, yeah. So all this like oh Low it's got order. some like humorous mo they I mean they still joke they have jokey banter back and mm -hmm. forth between the two detectives. It's I like haven't they seen go any of it. Mm -hmm. uh, but that's procedural anyway. Uh, sure. But but like uh, if it, like even Schindler's List has some jokes in it. Mm -hmm. Like in the bar scene, Great they have comedy. some jokes in there. They're like otherwise you're just going like. Otherwise, it's a slog. Like it's, it's hard to get through, just sadness like that. Just that the sadness of that story, the heartbreakingness of the story. Any drama has comedy in it. So Same with people horror. Are like right? I'm writing a dramedy. It's just a half hour drama. Right, That's but what they, doing. what I guess yeah. the other content wise they're going for definition wise, and I'm not actually defending either side. I can see it both ways. Is that some scenes are funny they're funny scenes and some scenes are sad or they're dramatic i think when that happens then i go this writer doesn't have a voice because they can't stick to one tone they're within, within one hot script, take within especially one a script, half if you hour have one, yeah a half hour script you have like one scene that's just slapstick and then the next scene is just like we're serious now i'm like you don't know what your voice is as a writer to be yeah. fair you're describing a very <laughs> Uh, messed up, uh, yeah, attempt at dramedy if they're doing slapstick and then they get really sad. Although, I, well, I'm doing exaggeration, yeah. but if you have You're doing like, a slapstick version of that, or I guess so. Uh, it's just, in my opinion, if you if you're writing a straight up drama, if it's all in one voice, because you do need humor to get through sadness. Um, but it. If it is like one scene is funny, the next scene is not, then it then to me that comes off as like you can't pick a tone. You yeah, heard like, it here, folks. There's no such thing as dramedy. <laughs> Shut up, I, I love I, it. I felt very annoyed when Get Out, uh, the Get Out discourse where people are like, it's a comedy. And you're like, no, it's not. It's a horror movie that has some funny moments like many horror movies do because that's how you break tension. Right. Uh, Completely agree. I just watched uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I laughed several times and was also screaming, so going like, ah, several times. Sorry. So to just... be fair, uh, uh, horror and comedy do intersect a lot, though. I feel like in general, those two genres. Well, there will be horror comedies, which kind of play a little more like parody uh, when they're done well. But parody is a different thing. And, and comedy releases tension, horror, like jump scare, screaming also releases tension. So both require timing, but they don't necessarily, it's not, it's not like Texas Chainsaw was a laugh a minute. It was just like, mm -hmm. there was just some moments where 
to ease the tension leading up to all the the horror stuff, you know. Yeah, they, they and, had some and, I, and I guess before I dove into the whole dramedy, uh, uh, like suggested that as a discussion, that I was wondering if you, Stephanie, think that in general, maybe I don't know how much you, I'm sure you do follow, you know, stand up, uh, and how much you see in general historically that also comes to back in the day, like you like it or whether you like it or not, you know, Jerry Lewis, not my favorite comedian, but there was so much work to put on when he got in front of the mic. And so his performance always had so much technical, uh, uh, you know, just standards were higher compared to a lot of comedians can be in front of a microphone and everything is just seems to be easier and requires less work. Well, uh, wait, what was the question? Do you agree or do you just I don't know if hold I agree on. or not either. Yeah, I'm just know throwing it out of you. Is, is yeah, precisely. do you think... Okay. Do I think um, Jerry Lewis had a harder time? Is that let me the try it again. Is? So let me try it again. Was um, Jerry Lewis woke? That's the question. Right. No, we all know that. <laughs> all right. Uh, I'm going to try it for you again. So if, uh, you know, like back in the day when you saw comedians in front of microphones, it seemed like there was a lot of timing involved. They, they still are in front of microphones. Right. <laughs> Disagree. <laughs> What's going you on? You should play devil's advocate and disagree. <laughs> I am confused. What's happening? <laughs> well, uh, well, okay. So I don't understand. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You're saying you're saying uh, in what what decade? Like the 1950s, 1960s. Uh, well, 1970s. I brought up Jerry Lewis, but if you want to just leave this part of discussion, I'm just kind of cut it out from the episode. Okay. I think we have to <laughs> leave right. it in. But yeah, I don't we'll know. Just leave it alone. Is it that Let's it's easier or harder to do stand up now? I don't know. I I think it's uh, I think there are different aspects. You know, um, there were no phones back then, so you could probably do your routine around the U.S. for much longer before people started recording a joke here and there. I feel like a lot of stand ups will post one of their jokes or two of their jokes from their set. Uh, to get people to come out if they're newer. Then you have the more high profile comics who like take your phones as you come in so that you don't record what their specials are. Um, but they, you know, the uh, once TV hit, hit, there were television specials. The difference between back then and now is that you can watch any comedy special now, even ones from back in the day where sometimes comedy specials would appear and that was it. There wasn't a way to record mm. it off your television. Uh, so you saw it and then maybe they got to tour with that same set a little longer because if you didn't watch, let's say the Ed Sullivan show when a comic was on, or you didn't, you happened to miss the night that they were on Johnny Carson or uh, what have you, they could still like perform that set around town for the most part um uh but johnny carson's later i guess i should have gone earlier but uh but like if you watch shows now there's a bit that i'm gonna bring up george burns again george burns does on his show that he also does on once on another comedian show jack benny's show and then he also does the same bit on 
on Lucille Ball's uh, uh, later show, which is Here Comes Lucy. And it's the same exact bit with a different partner each time. But the reason why they could do it is because if there were no reruns then. Yeah, nobody saw it the first time. They'd have to see it the second and the third yeah. and all that. Yeah, it is different in that way. I it, That just reminds me kind of when you see a comedian use the same joke in a movie or TV show throughout their career. Like David Wayne, if you look throughout his career, you'll see him repeating the same jokes. And every time you're like, yes, because no, no, not as many people saw that movie. And now they see this one <laughs> and you're doing the same joke. I'm always so happy. I, I love that bravado of that. And I often, I think every one of my scripts has one joke that I'm just trying again, like maybe this one will get made. <laughs> I mean, Mel, Mel Brooks is good for slapstick speaking of, and Mel Brooks has the joke where it's like, wasn't that hump on the other side? Wasn't that like beauty mark or whatever mole on the other side? He always has like something switching. Mm -hmm. I love that joke. Yeah. Or the, it's good to be the king. He just keeps throwing that in. Do you think there's a level with slapstick for people? Like, I kind of get this feeling from audiences that they're kind of over it or find it dorky or even, like, I think easy. And I don't think it actually, I don't think it is any of those things personally, but I feel almost because there's so... uh so many like hell's a pop and we see a lot of jokes that we've seen repeated in other places right but they're the like time. the first which is so mm -hmm. wild but yeah so yeah i am um, i feel like there's maybe a sense of that like when you have a new slapstick thing come out it's like oh this doesn't feel cool and like new this feels old and old timey i think it depends on on how it's done i i remember when uh, the trailer for, um, there was like a slapsticky Sherlock Holmes that came out a couple years ago, like right before the pandemic and that flopped. And there was something about that that felt done before. Like I'd seen a lot of the jokes that they've done, done before. And I, it, I think it flopped due to that. Uh, but also, I, I don't think that people are tired of slapstick. I think that with movie prices, if like you're not going to go see the theatrical release of a slapstick movie versus like a war movie because you want to see all the like big effects on the screen in the war movie and it feels more worth $20 plus whatever food you get than it does to see a slapstick movie, you'll be like, oh, I'll just wait for it to come out yeah. on television to watch it. The death of uh, theatrical comedy in general. Yeah, I think theatrical... I, but I, I do think it's coming back. I think people are now with, like, uh, uh, movie reward programs and stuff like that, it, I think they're showing that people do want to see comedies in theaters. It's just that it costs so much money if they don't have that rewards program. Um, but yeah, there was a, there was a period of time where there were just no comedies in the theaters at all for like three years straight. And it just, all comedies went straight to streaming. And some good ones. Some good ones, yeah. Some good ones. But, 
<laughs> Sasha, are you, what's your history with slapstick? Or is that something you seek out to watch? Or yeah, are you dramedy I, girl? I, well, <laughs> dramedy does not exist. But uh, before you we watch get a into dramedy that, and you go, "What did I just watch? I feel like nothing. I didn't watch it." I stared at a black screen. Um, yeah. Well, I have a pretty. Uh, I don't know if it's basic. It's basic, not in the sense that is used that word these days, but basic is in the, in the sense. Uh, you know, the taste. My taste is basic because I like puns and I like just stupid stupid comedy like i love dick jokes i love everything just very simple so when i told uh again my litmus test my husband jay hunter former guest of the show that i uh will be talking about slapstick today uh he was like well this the shit that you like you know so like i did not grow up on airplane or anything not airplane actual airplane i do grow up on the actual airplane but i didn't grow up on the movie airplane or i did not watch any of that growing up but when I did watch it later in my life, I uh, responded to it very well because this is my kind of humor. And so I, whether I enjoyed Hell's a Pop or not, that's a separate question. But um, I do like simple, simple, simple jokes. And, and, and me, I even if they're hard at uh, yeah, performing or hard at execution, they're really appealing to like my fucking basal ganglia to my lizard brain. And I think my lizard brain is where my comedy comes from. And I do understand. Hell's a Poppin' is to me a historical film of slapstick. Do you like uh, Buster Keaton though? Yeah. But um, but there's still, sla like slapstick is still king today. Like when you think of cult, television shows that people love like community or Brooklyn nine, nine or Rick and Morty, uh, South park. Like those are all slapstick comedies. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, they definitely have slapstick elements. And those are the ones that I do. I like, I love Angie Tribeca. I could watch that shit forever, which I didn't watch that shit forever, but I was ready to speaking of, uh, be, it being like kind of simple and well, appealing to our basic sense of comedy i saw on tvtropes.org that they're saying that there's a neurolog neurological aspect to slapstick being like you know i don't know good for everybody because a study was done where patients had previously sustained head trauma hopefully not because they <laughs> slipped on the banana peel but uh they were shown comedy clips of varying types, and the only one they responded to and it was funny was slapstick. Like, they still thought it was funny. They couldn't get anything it, else. I, you know, when my friend, uh, who's a comedian, got frontal lobe damage from an assault that I was witness to, that's a story for another time. Um, I feel like you just laid up. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> we started looking up that, uh, like, people who joke a lot or like who compulsory make jokes is a sign of frontal lobe damage. So maybe that's related in some ways. Oh my God. Maybe we all have frontal you, lobe damage. You might. I'm pretty sure everyone in this room has <laughs> like been hit by a truck right on their forehead or something. <laughs> that's a good way to get it. So if you want to be funnier, maybe have your friend like ram their Honda Civic into your forehead just don't look both ways before you cross. <laughs> it's a good tactic to be Joe, funnier. 
I already, I'm, I'm you already said that. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I'm glad we went to slapstick because it was turning into shut up. I hate it about dramedy. <laughs> yeah. For, for oh, minute, yeah. That's fair. Which we, we don't like mind. That. We've had the, we have those occasionally. Um, like Joe, but you said you love slapstick. Is that your preferred type of humor or is that such a thing or no? You know, I think so. If I had to break it down, I'm always down to watch one of the classics or find a new one. I'm always happy if someone is doing like a more slapstick like, you know, because a lot of the shows you listed, Stephanie, just a, a minute or two ago, um, I feel like, yeah, arguably are. I wouldn't argue that they aren't, but they're more employing those tactics or that with others versus something like um, Airplane that's just like 100% slapstick. Yes, but I, I would also say Airplane has more references, too, that they rely on. Mm-hmm. I, I would I would honestly say Airplane's my least favorite of, of the Zucker Brothers. Although, like, most of the Zucker Brothers do rely on references, I guess. But uh, Top Secret less so relies on a whole bunch of references. Although they do do Blue Lagoon and things like that in that, in that movie. But Yeah, and I wonder if some of that has to do with uh, just entertainment is going to de keep devouring itself more and more over time i think and we'll even see that with ai ai is going to feed itself ai prompts that then feed itself ai so i think there's like reference humor is just gonna it's gonna grow versus just steadily go up uh that's my theory like in the 1930s how much reference humor did they have they're like we have four things that everybody knows Exactly. Versus now, it's like, oh, we all, you could make a whole Friends parody show that just parodies Friends and tracks to right. many people. But yeah, I love it. And I remember when Angie Tribeca came out in what, like 2012, 2013, 14, something like that. I was like, whoa, they let you do this still? <laughs> yeah. Like, this is, they'll let you do? For yeah, sure. I felt the same way. I was like, oh my God, they spent so much money on just the opening scene. This is wonderful. I loved it. I, like, I loved all the shit be. she broke. <laughs> yeah, this is how jokes should be. And, you know, like anything that's high joke per minute, I'm already for you. I don't even care if they're funny jokes, you know, because I just love that. Like, pound me with jokes. Yes, that's what I, yeah. That's, that was the joy of seeing Olsen and Johnson for the first time. It's just like, joke, 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 joke. And I mean, cartoons do that now. A lot of cartoons do that uh still which which is nice uh and i'm trying to think of live action stuff that does that right now it's it's just few and far between because those it does it's it's hard to convince Good burger, baby. An executive to spend x amount of dollars on a 5 second joke. The other good two burger too coming to you sometime <laughs> fucking yeah. Yeah, yes. it's going to happen. Um, Joe, what do you think? It's time to go to the ratings, I think. Let's do it. I think it is. What do you think, Stephanie? Okay. How do they work, Joe? <laughs> they would you work tell this us? way. We're going to rate slapstick on a scale of 0 to 10 using something else as the basis for our scale so that something else can be another genre. Like dramedy. Dramedy is a 0. So slapstick is I, a 10. I don't hate 
dramedies, by the way. I How just, can you? It doesn't exist. Yes. <laughs> I, I think half-hour dramas are great. I love a lot of half-hour dramas. That's what they are. Oh, I love that. It's <laughs> dismissive in its insult. And we're but they're that. really good. They're um, really good ones. But yeah, it you could be a dramedy. You could also rate it against a movie or whatever. It doesn't really matter. And if that doesn't make sense, Sasha and I can go first. Okay. Sasha. You got one, Joe? Um, yeah. So I got one, so I'll go because yeah, you sound you yeah, sound tell, lost you and your eyes are wandering. Uh, I'm going to compare a slapstick to the shit that I get to see quite a lot these days. And that's not my dog or my baby. It's um, clown. Uh, I think clown is the same shit in a lot of ways because um, if anybody knows, clown is taken over the Los Angeles, at least, comedy scene. And you can go and see those shows where you will get a different show every single time you're going to show up, like on Hell's a Popping, um, apparently, uh, in the Broadway version. So um, there's a lot of physical comedy. There's a lot of very skilled technical comedians in that world. Some of them my dear friends. And I'm going to give Clown... Well, you know, there's good clown and there's bad clown to watch. So I'm going to give clown an eight overall. I'm happy it's happening. It uh, has changed the face of comedy and I love the way it did. Um, and I, I, I will give slapstick. I'm sorry. Are you interrupting my rating? Nope. <laughs> okay, good. I'm save so it for yourselves. <laughs> yeah, save it. Um, we do not interrupt ratings. Um, okay. And then I'm yeah, going to take... Diva Sasha. <laughs> I'm fucking diva right now. Um, okay, and then I'm going to take, uh, yeah, slapstick. Well, you know, when it's talking slapstick, apparently, we're going to talk about all the stuff you listed in the beginning, Stephanie, uh, and also, like, the cooler stuff that I like. So slapstick will be a 6.5. I, uh, oh, I think that no. it's a, an Go unfair ahead. comparison because oh, it's okay. like, because it's like, C comparing comedians in general to slapstick comedy. Nope, there I wasn't. There are some stand-up comedians who do slapstick and some stand-up comedians that don't. Just like in clowning, some clowns do slapstick and some clowns don't. Like Lucille Ball was a clown and did slapstick. Red Skelton was a clown and did slapstick. But then like another type of clown could just you know do weird for the sake of all right i'll do a different scale just it's like for a profession i'm gonna it's i'm gonna take like a genre okay since you gave me notes which i'm so Sorry. grateful for i don't know the um, rules no no i love i love you are taking over this podcast it's great uh, I'm, I'm gonna take this new uh, or trying to at least i'm gonna take this new scale just for you i'm gonna take hell to popping <laughs> the two-thirds that i saw and i'm gonna great. take like an old Jetso show. Nobody is going to know the reference outside of Los Angeles of uh, Ch Chad Damiani and Juzu Yoshida doing their two-person set where you show up and you don't know what the fuck you're going to see. So I'll give that show, Jetso, a 10 and I'll give Hells of Popping um, a 6.5. Same scale. So no. <laughs> yeah, similar, similar scale, similar scale, different. Joe, what about you? Um, all right, I'll go and feel free to interrupt my scale uh, because I'm going to go for 30 to 40 minutes uh, for mine. So it might take a while. You know, like I never um, really understood Three Stooges because I never saw one Stooge or two Stooges. 
Um, I didn't see those, so like, but I'm bum. That's a joke. Nobody's laughing. Nobody. I'm bombing now. But I'm gonna rate it against. Um, oh God! Now I forgot what I was gonna rate it against. I blew it. Um, what was I gonna rate it against? <laughs> I had He's something. So far intimidated. <laughs> well, you, you know, gotta the, have, we gotta get notes. The rhythm on the show. got a little. <laughs> no, it's fine. Um, oh, I had a good one too. Oh, but I forgot. Oh, I'm gonna rate it against the guy who is a friend of your friend, and you're having dinner or drinks, and they find out you're a comedian or do comedy or write uh. comedy, and they say, "Oh, tell me your favorite joke." And then you're like, uh, "I don't really know, man." And then they go, "Okay, I'll go." And then they tell you a street joke or a bar joke, and a you're Mike like, joke. "That's not really." like what I was even going to do if you, if I did tell you my favorite joke, I would have told you one of my jokes and that guy's a zero out of 10. Always trying to just big dog you. They don't really care (laughs) that you do comedy. That guy sucks. Uh, He's a zero slapstick. I mean, it's a 10. You can't really like, if you took slapstick away, if you Thanos snapped uh, it away, (laughs) you would lose so much you would lose a considerable amount of great comedy uh you gotta love it give us another movie including jetso you'd lose that you would yeah they they would they would blip off the earth like black panther and iron hammer i don't know who these people Mm -hmm. are but yeah i think it's great bring it on give us some more movie movies you know like superhero movie and whatnot just give me it all I, yeah, I'm trying to think of. Um, I'm trying to think of of a, a of a scale rating. I, um, it's tough. You saw me flounder, so you, yeah, you think that would help you? And you know, it got to be perfect. If it's not perfect, <laughs> if it's like That's challenging people's brains, yeah. then better better save it. Can't go wrong. But you got to save the, you know, the faulty um, scales. Okay. If I had to rate being called out by Sasha due to my Perfect. attention deficit disorder and not being able Perfect. to just keep my fucking mouth shut in yeah. just the span of an hour podcast. Yeah. Um, so being called out, um, I would rate it a five because I'm learning. Oh, good. And, I love and, your open mind. You took and, it gracefully, yeah. And also, it's it, it it is funny to be called out on my shit in the way that Sasha does it. I think um, anytime. Thank you. Off um, the air, come back. <laughs> but uh, I rated a five, but I I do think that slapstick has the edge on it, uh, and and it I would rate it higher. <laughs> That makes sense. Higher? Any six? Any number comes Maybe to mind? Slipstick is a six compared to getting called out by Sasha, or I, I would, I would rate it a, a ten, or uh, or an eleven if you want to do a slapstick oh. reference. It's been then, done. Then I'll do the. It's been done of <laughs> rating something at an eleven. Oh, I have no notes. 11. That was great. That was great. Thank you. Thank you. No, we look at it. us no. stealing and borrowing other jokes. And by us, I just mean me. 
We truly are a death. couple of stooges. Oh um, uh, well, that concludes Shut Up I Love. It. Uh, Stephanie, anything you want to talk about that's uh, get, happening in your world? Oh, uh, I mean, my world is uh, a little strikey right now. Um, there you go. Yeah. Um, so, no, do you want to talk about anything happening in your world? Joe, yes, I actually got something. Uh, it is my animated series that self-produced, self-made, self-voiced. We don't need no Hollywood. Robot Guy Teen Team. And it's out on my Patreon. The first episode is out today, so go check it out. But it's going to come to YouTube with two episodes very soon. Um, so please check it out. Go to jocabeo.com. Go. 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 All right. Sasha. Thank you, Elizabeth. Salute for the artwork. What? I'm on strike. Any plugs? I'm on strike. Well, you do other stuff. You know, you guys can do other stuff that's not WGA related in your life. Sure. You could, you could like build a kite oh, sure. and then sell I'll... it on Etsy. Uh, or I'm going. Uh, I'm going karaokeing on Wednesday. That's awesome. If you want to come out <laughs> and uh, karaoke with me, push Wednesday this out night. before Wednesday. Would you, Sasha? Can we make <laughs> Most sure? Most likely, this one gets actually. Out? Yeah. Um. We are in dire needs of uh, new episodes, so this will come out as soon as possible. Yeah. Thank you, Elizabeth Salute, for the artwork. Thank you, Mr. Owl. Thank you, Mr. Owl, for this awesome track. Stephanie's letting y'all know that she's thanking you. And thank you you all for listening. Bye-bye.